Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Inauguration Day Alternative, premiere of the Power Network, Social Justice for You. My name is Russ Terry. I'm the founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Networks, and I'm here with my very talented and passionate colleague and COO, Trina Ramsey. Trina, welcome and how are you today? Good morning, Russ. Good morning, everyone. I am. I'm excited, and I'm also um, thoughtful. This is this is a big day for our country, the transition of power, and I am grateful to be in this space with you. Grateful to be on the air, and that we are bringing this this platform to fruition on this most important day. I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, I love your response, focusing on the positive. As you personally know, I'm all about the positive. And even in challenging times when we're grateful, we see the good and we become more empowered to make good things happen. Exactly. Exactly. So here we are, Inauguration Day 2017. We're about to have a new president. Uh, A lot happened in the United States in 2016 uh, and to primarily you personally in 2016 to get us to this point. So what for you were the pivotal make you do something moments of 2016? Oh, boy. Um, So I think it was a season, really. Um, I started out the year, you know, as I do most years, um, feeling very passionate, very hopeful and excited about the possibility. And somewhere, my my son graduated from high school, I turned 50, which I, I was excited about, totally stoked about. I love being 50. Um, and then over the summer, when the just the spate of killings and violence involving police, killings of black, black men, particularly unarmed black men, um, it really sank into my soul. Um, for those of you who don't know, I am an African-American woman. I have two young, well, they're not young anymore. They're young adults. My daughter is 23 and my son will be 19 next month. And so in this whole season, these past couple years of seeing kind of this, I don't, I actually don't think it's an uptick. I think that our, because of social media, things have changed. And so um, we are much more aware of um, the violence and, and um, of things that may not have been publicized in the past. So that really kind of took me into a space that I'm not used to. And um, I'll pause. So that's an interesting point that I never thought of. And I can't tell you how many times I have these discussions. Uh, You know, I'm white with black individuals who share a perspective that had never even occurred to me. And it's like, geez, as a white person, I have a different life experience, and uh, 
it just hadn't occurred to me until I have a one-on-one or two-on-one or, you know, intimate discussion with a black friend or colleague that it occurs to me that stuff has been happening for a long time. Hey, Russ, you're breaking up a little bit. Sorry. Okay, Russ, I can't hear you, and maybe it's it's your headset, but so I'm going to talk until I hear you again. Um, so yeah, 2016, um, it it was a monumental year uh, for me personally, and a lot of the people that I know. Um, this was a presidential election year. I mean, that's why we're here today. It's inauguration day, and um, so there were plenty of us who were extremely politically active and um, very involved and um, very hopeful about what would take place come election day. And um, so for me, the confluence of kind of this, um, this opening up of wounds over um, people of color and then um, how election day turned out. It's been basically um, very frustrating. Russ, are you there? I'm going to test. Danica, your mic is on. Can you hear me? I can. I can hear you. I can't hear okay. us either. Okay. Um, so, so we're going to do a little pivot. Um, and do you mind texting him about the headphone situation? Um, but in the meantime, we're going to talk to you since you're here. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> You've been drafted, girl. Uh, <laughs> I humbly I, and gratefully will step in for until he comes back. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, if you don't mind texting him or pinging him in some way, I have my phone in my hand, so I, I don't want to kind of lose the, the thread. I wasn't sure if it was um, – completely dead air. So so Danica Treble, Treble? How do you pronounce your last name? Treble. She is mm-hmm. one of our um, very active and passionate hosts on Life Coach Radio Network. So excited that you decided to jump in on the Power Network. Danica, can you share with us why you decided that you wanted to be here today? to try to sum it up in a short amount of time will be challenging, but I'll do my best. There's just so much misinformation going around and there's not enough truth to anything Mm. anymore. And I'm so Mm. passionate about getting to the truth of any situation, any any matter and because because I spent my life just going with what I heard and what I was told the the blind following the blind and I didn't even realize until I was grown that hey I can ask questions and it's okay to ask questions and I feel like 
the majority of the people who are following on social media or even in the news, from what I know, are just following blindly without really questioning what, what really happens and getting to the truth. And then to break it down even more, people don't spend enough time one-on-one with anyone anymore to really get to know someone behind a label. Yeah. And I was having this conversation with my friend last night. She's an African-American and she's my sister in Christ. Like she's my day one, my A1 from day one. And um, <laughs> we were talking about labels and, you know, without a label, she could be seen as the author, Samantha. As but, what? Say know, it again. An author, an author, or a uh-huh. woman of God, or um, you know, the, 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 a, a person who does X, Y, and Z. But she just released her book where it talks about her um, deliverance from having herpes. And so once oh. the book came out, she was labeled as the girl with herpes. Totally disregarding uh, any other thing that exactly, has, you know, and and so I feel like that's one of our social injustices is we don't spend enough time getting to know people or getting to know the truth behind what's flashed on social media, what's what's tainted through the other forms of media, and so I would just you know I was honored to be able to be on this show and this this network because truth is what I strive to to always find out and always speak. Awesome. Awesome. And I, could, I couldn't agree with you more. That's one of the, you know, technology we've gotten. We've made a lot of strides. And Rush, you're here. You're back, right? Yes. So sorry about okay, that. Okay, great. Okay. We're glad you're back. I was, I was a little nervous. But I'll just to finish the point, and then I'll turn the mic back over to, to Russ. Um, it's Social media, in some ways, it has drawn us together. Like Danica, I feel like I know you very well, even though we haven't met in person, because we've done shows together and we're, you know, have connected and shared some very powerful things together. Uh, but at the same time, um, it has a lot. It is it has allowed this distance and this coldness that you cannot replace. Um, by having one-on-one communication. And that's part of the reason that we're here with the network as well is, you know, that's the that's the one love part. And we're going to get into kind of all the, the words of the acronym. But we need to connect more. We need to see each other more and understand that I am you and you are me. So thank you, Danica, for jumping in during our little technical glitch. Russ, back thank over to you. you. Excellent. Thank you both, Trina and Danica. Live broadcasting, there are always fun things that happen. So uh, I love my team uh, and uh, your ability to roll with the punches. So thank you both of you uh, during those technical difficulties. Okay. So uh, as uh, you and I were saying uh, a little bit ago, you know, the stuff that happened in 2016, obviously very disturbing. And over the years here at Life Coach Radio Networks, we've had shows on race uh, as a one-off, maybe about a show a year for about 90 minutes uh, with five, six, seven hosts. And somehow in the last one, that we had maybe four, five, six months ago, I had the idea to start something called the Race Network. And then as Trina and I discussed it, we 
played with the name and tried to come up with the best name possible and the best mission possible. And the race network evolved into peace and unity because we wanted to focus on, even though race is of utmost importance, we wanted to focus on other things too, LGBT equality, Muslim equality, social justice, etc. And then uh, from peace and unity, we landed on power. And it was a really cool brainstorming session that Mm -hmm. Trina and I had uh, coming up with power. Trina, do you feel comfortable giving the background on some of the feedback that you got from Peace and Unity or on Peace and Unity and why we shifted away from that? Oh, absolutely. So um, I, you know, I am blessed with a, a pretty broad network of people, not only on, on my fellow coaches on my coach radio networks, but people here in Washington who are very politically attuned and also um, will speak their mind. And so as I was sharing my excitement about this, and it was, I think, as we were rounding out, was it, it was as we, was it after election day, Russ? I think it was, wasn't it? You know, I can't remember the exact timing, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, people were saying um, peace and unity. We're at, a, we're at a place where we have to come together. We're at a place where we have to actually display power and, um, you know, stand up for injustice, stand up for people's rights, um, particularly as the new, as the new, I was about to say, regime <laughs> takes office. Um, it's important that people don't lose their sense of personal empowerment. And so, Russ, I thank you very much. And we, our our co- cohorts and our 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 fellow coaches on, on Life Coach Radio Network, we come up with the name. We're like, nope, that's not it. This is the new one. So, thank you for being open. Um, but I think we really nailed it because we really wanted to show the entire continuum. We as coaches certainly are about positivity and openness and connectedness and love, but we also want to embrace our own personal and collective power and the strength and the passion and the commitment that is going to be needed from all of us from this point forward. So so I am really excited to stand in this moment. Well, I love what you just said about commitment from all of us because, uh, you know, I do think we are, a lot of us have some resolve and a lot of us have a lot of resolve to do something now. And the mindset that, yes, the election results are not positive for many of us and the things that are happening are not positive, however, the opportunity to do something in our communities, in our circle of people, is positive. And I forget who said it, but, you know, change happens from individual people making things happen uh, in their lives. And the more people around the country and the world who do that, the better uh, this country and this world is going to be. Absolutely. And if, if I may, um, we, we talked prior to the show, there are two Martin Luther King quotes that I think are very appropriate right now. Yes. 
and maybe they're the, the two ones that I like too, but you go first. <laughs> um, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot, cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And mm. then the second, mm-hmm, yeah. And there's a lot of negativity out there. And it's easy, you know, to just want to opt out and a step back and to just withdraw and put the covers over your head. But we need all of us to stand and to be courageous and to, and to show love while we're doing it. Um, well, oh, go ahead. No, you go. Yeah, I, I love those quotes. Um, I posted on Martin Luther King Day uh, Monday two other quotes the time is always right to do what is right. And mm-hmm. I feel like us starting this network is an example of something that's right. Um, and uh, he also said, I've decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. Mm, yes, that's one of my favorites too. And there is one more. Please. The ultimate measure, The ultimate measure of a man and woman is not where he or she stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he or she stands at times of challenge and controversy. Uh, Yes, 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 yes. I want to pause here just to give people the number. If people are listening live and you want to call in, join the discussion, make a comment, ask a question, we'd love to hear from you. 619-924-0980. That's 619-924-0980. So, it's interesting, Trina, you know, here we are, MLK Day was Monday. He obviously was a visionary and a leader um, and an icon. And four days later, we have a new president who doesn't embody a lot of those qualities. So uh, it's a, just a, a crazy week all around, I think, and high emotions, low emotions, emotional, et cetera. Getting back to yeah. the power. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I brainstormed and we said, okay, so not race, not peace and unity, but something where people feel empowered. We came up with the acronym for power. So the P stands for peace. And from my standpoint, I feel like there's a lot of hate in the world right now. And uh, it has been happening even before the election, but I think after the election, it's been exacerbated. And leading with peace is an excellent way for all of us, regardless of what side of the aisle we're on. Next. Yes. Oh, go ahead. Oh, um, and I I just really do, do believe that. Um, that it, it is really important. We, we have to confront, but we also need to, the, the larger goal has got to be peace and unity. Absolutely. So that's our number one, the P, peace. Next is one love. That's the O. And this is a concept that you helped us start back a couple years ago when our kindness initiative began. So, let me ask you this. What's one love mean to you, Trina? So this is, you know, I'm a Christian, so I'll come from that perspective. There, there are many different definitions of love. 
Um, there's romantic love. There's um, a lot of different definitions. But in the Bible, there is agape love, which is that love for fellow mankind, love for from person to person. Doesn't It doesn't matter whether I know you to love you. It doesn't matter whether I agree with you to love you. And it doesn't matter whether we are actually, you know, people can, you know, certainly, you know, hopefully you love your significant other, you love your family members, et cetera, your close friends. But this is about all of us. And and the the term one love actually comes from um, a Bob Marley song, I believe. And he was very much a champion for human rights and for love and unity and for respect. And um, I, I am really happy during those brainstorming sessions a couple years ago when that's what we ended up coming with, up with. And um, the name of that initiative is One Love, One People, Kindness in Motion. Yeah, and I think, you know, now more than ever, being kind is uh, something that will help all of us through this difficult time, but will also help uh, us in terms of just being kind to each other, whether it's somebody that we know, a loved one, family member, friend, or total stranger holding the door for them or letting them out. Uh, in the car when, you know, they're trying to get out of a shopping center and we're sitting there in line in traffic or something like that. Yep, absolutely. All right, next up is wisdom. And I have people I respect from a wisdom standpoint, and I love hearing them talk and hearing them uh, share your wisdom. Who do you go to for wisdom? Russ, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, okay. As you cut out for a second. Um, oh. So who, who do I go to? I am I, again. I'm I'm very blessed. I have um, several mentors in my life who really help anchor me. Um, one of them, she's gonna just she doesn't like when I call her out, but she is one of my people. And she's on her way here to D.C. Um, for the Women's March tomorrow. And her name is Linda Sal. And she is um, just gifted. And she's one of the reasons that I became a life coach. But I also have public role models like, you know, Oprah and Iyanla and um, Martha Beck and... Um, Danielle Laporte, these are all people who I think really, um, they have wisdom, but they also are connected to their heart as well. What yeah, about you? I, well, uh, I, I feel like I want to comment on that, and then I'll, I'll tell you who I okay. go to. But um, I feel like now is a great time to tap into wise people and hear what they have to yeah. say about what's going on in society, but also what they're doing in their life and their input on what we are doing in our life. You know, the more we 
obtain wisdom and learn, the better our life is going to be. Yes, absolutely. So uh, for me, you know I love Oprah. Um, So Uh she's definitely (laughs) on my list also. Um, And I look for it in, similar to you, my mentors, um, the people who uh, I go to when I need advice or input, um, one of whom I'm lucky to call a friend uh, and mentor. He knows Oprah, Paul Carrick Brunson. He's oh, he's nice. in D.C. also and oh, very popular. Yeah. yeah, he's great. And, you know, to be able to text him or email him uh, with stuff or ideas is just fantastic. And it makes me feel special that, you know, he knows Oprah and I know him. So I'm hey. you know, not only connected to him and infinitely grateful for every single interaction I have with him because he's so inspiring and he's so wise and smart and passionate. But to know that I'm, you know, whatever it is, one degree or two degrees away from Oprah is really freaking cool, to be honest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's just keep it real for a second. <laughs> um, and then I try to be open to new people that have great wisdom. I read an incredible book uh, over last week, and I never read. I think as an author, I write more than I read, but and that kind of <laughs> takes up my energy units, if you will. But I'm going to have her on a show probably in March. Uh, her name is Anna Rose Ingara Milch, and she wrote this amazing book called Lunch with Lucille. And mm-hmm. it's loosely based on her mom. And uh, Lucille is this amazing 92-year-old woman that – other women have lunch with at the country club, if you will. And Lucille is so incredibly positive and inspiring and wise and really helps these women who have lunch with her shift their perspective in terms of getting older and outlook on life. And anybody who's a coach would love this book, Lunch with Lucille. Anybody that's a woman of a certain age would love this book, Lunch with Lucille. So, um, yeah, that's, I would say that's the latest person that I tapped into from a wisdom standpoint. I got to check that out. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's a nice, quick, easy read. Um, I, you could get through it in a week. So, uh, the E in power is empowerment. And I think especially for, black individuals here in the U.S. in this era, this word uh, and uh, idea or mission is important, Uh, but I think it's imperative that you explain to our listeners why empowerment is important from your perspective. Sure, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's interesting when you think about the goals that you set in your life, and you're not sure what is going to transpire, but there are some times that you just kind of lean into the space of if it's to be, it's up to me. And that's kind of where I am right now. Um, As I said, I'm a mom, and um, I'm also, you know, I work at a um, nonprofit newsroom, so we're very connected politically uh, prior to that, I worked at Common Cause, which is a um, another nonprofit that's really 
connected to uh, political power and holding power accountable and voting rights and things like that. So, you know, between the coach space and the and the political activism space, these are the two spheres of my world and then being a mom. So standing as an African-American woman and having, um, as I described in our last um, show on race, my son, he is 6'1", um, dark brown skin. He used to, for a good year and a half, he was wearing that, like, chunky fro. Um, he just got his hair cut yesterday, and he's, like, down to a buzz cut again. Um, and he has facial hair. And so in these spaces, when people were seeing, you know, um, young black children as kind of growing them up more than they should. Um, I, ever since the whole situation with Trayvon Martin, I have prayed over my son and felt like you have to be careful. You have to be watchful. Be careful of who you're with. Be careful of how you conduct yourself. And it's an extra burden because other people of other races don't have the same burden as a young black man. It, there, it's just, and that's just my worldview. But as things continue to move on, I felt like it was incumbent upon me to move forward and not only stand for the space for my son, but I want to thank you, Russ, for inviting me to be, to have a more significant role in this. Because in doing this, we are we are hopefully opening up the space for more people to speak their truth and to stand and to be bold and to and to own their own personal power and who knows what sphere of influence that will kick off what will ricochet in the in the atmosphere because of what we're creating today and and we all have power we all can access this power and move. It doesn't have to be on the radio. It doesn't have to be marching. Um, you can write your senators. You can go visit them when they are in your home districts. You can run for office and you can become a leader. Every single one of us has access to this. And I, I, I'm sorry I'm getting on a soapbox because I, I get real passionate about it. But that's my longer answer to the question. <laughs> And no apology necessary because, you know, we want people who are passionate and who are doing mm-hmm. something as you are. And, you know, I am grateful to you for sharing uh, the story about your son and the extra burden that he bears and that you bear uh, as his mother. I can't even begin to imagine the fear that you must have and what that must have been like when that happened to Trayvon Martin, who at the time was only probably, what, a few years younger than your son? Yep, yep. Heesh. And he was 15, I believe. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, you know, I, I was going to talk about this in a little bit, but I'm going to talk about it now because it's relevant. And I think it's very important for us as white individuals to ask our black friends about their life experience. And, 
you know, in this case, me asking you about your son and what that was like. Uh, I had a dinner party recently. It was three of us are white and the one friend is black. And I asked him a question, uh, an open-ended question, as us coaches do, something Mm -hmm. like, you know, what was your childhood like or, you know, what was it like growing up in blank, the city he's from? And he totally opened up to all three of us about how hard it was and the difficulties he faced and what that life was like. And the three of us were just sitting there listening and in shock and grateful that he felt comfortable sharing that. And I think, you know, the more and more we as white individuals can understand the black experience, um, the better because we didn't experience that firsthand and we can't empathize, but um, we can begin to understand. And I think that beginning to understand is the crossroads of where we're at in our country right now. Yeah, I believe so. And thank you for saying that, Russ. And if I can actually piggyback on that. Please. um, I also um, have a plethora of um, liberal friends of all colors. Um, And so I, I, um, hopefully some of them are listening right now. So I've got plenty of um, friends who are white and in this space and care. And also I, I hear that concern that you just stated, Russ. And I just want to encourage everyone to understand that <clears throat> even if you don't have the added burden, we all can do something together. Um, it's really important for for um, people to understand that it's, there's a difference and to respect that, but it does not mean that you can't link arms and we can't all join in and work together. And not so worry, you know, there's this kind of thing about um, white guilt. Um, not to worry about being feeling guilty about the privilege that you may have had or the burden that you didn't have. Today is, our, today, is today, and we are in this moment, and we can all, we can all make a difference together as long as we understand that really I am you and you are me. And, and, the, and the color of our skin even though people outside want to put that on us as labels, we are all the same. And the more that we understand that, the more that we can actually kind of break down the labels and the division and really move as one and unite. And that brings us to the R in power, which is revolution. (laughs) And I think that exactly what you know a revolution is exactly what you described all of us working together with passion to make the country and the world a better place and to enact change through our own lives because if all of us as individuals do something then we will make the country and the world a better place absolutely absolutely can i share another quote please (laughs) This is from another one of my favorite people, um, Audre Lorde. And this I have on my auto signature for my email. 
When I dare to be powerful, to use my strength in the service of my vision, then it becomes less and less important whether I am afraid. Mm. I love it. And who is Audrey Lord? I've heard of her, but I don't know who she is. Um, she is a writer. Um, she is no longer with us. Um, she passed in 1992. Um, she's a, le- a black writer, a feminist, a lesbian, and and civil rights activist. So wow. check her out. Her um, if this is the way you spell it: A U D R E L O R D E. And she's wow. um, she's an icon, not not only in the black community and the feminist com- community, but also in the lesbian community as well, as you can imagine. I mean, gosh, if she passed away in 92 and she was out as a lesbian in the years prior to that, mm-hmm. she certainly was a visionary and icon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being mm-hmm. out as a lesbian in that era was not common at all, especially for a black woman. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Well, and this is an example, uh, I feel like, of two people having a conversation and asking questions. You know, I hadn't heard Mm -hmm. of her, but now because you Mm -hmm. shared a quote from her and because I like to think I was actively listening, I didn't just say, oh, yes, nice quote, but I wanted to learn more about her. So then by asking follow-up questions... Then I learned more about her and her background, which drives home the point not just of what she said, but who she is and what she embodied and how brave she must have been. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then. Oh, Trina, I lost you for a second. Can you still hear me? Trina? Accept and celebrate. Trina, we lost you for a second. Can you start the quote again? It is not our differences that divide us. It is our inability to recognize, accept, and celebrate those differences. Mm. Well, I love it. And that's right. You know, we are different, but we don't have to focus on the differences as a negative, we can focus on the differences as a positive, learn about each other, each other's perspective, each other's different upbringing, different life experience, and that really is what makes all of us closer to each other. All right, I want to give people the number if they want to join in the discussion. We'd love to hear from you if you have a question or comment. Give us a ring, 619-924-0980, 619-924-0980. This is the Inauguration Day Alternative, premier of the Power Network, social justice for you. We have an exciting two-hour block of programming for you. Uh, Some of our Life Coach Radio Network's colleagues will be on the air in this second hour, and we'll get a preview of that shortly from uh, Laura Molitor. So, uh, Trina, you're part of the Sisters of the Diaspora, and uh, I would love if you share with our listeners uh, who that group is and what the group of you do. Absolutely. 
So it's um, that's a shortened version. It's actually the Revolutionary Sisters of the Diaspora. And this is um, the on-air incarnation of a group of social justice, women in social justice, that I belong to here in Washington, D.C., called Solace. And so when we decided um, to launch the Power Network and actually after Election Day, when I decided, I was all in because I was still on the fence, Russ, as you you well remember. Partially yes. because, yes, yes, because of the angst, because of the angst and the pain that I was going through. And I just was like, I don't, you know, I'm a coach. I don't want to do this. This is not for me. I'm being completely transparent. But I really felt like this moment in time, and it was actually Hillary Clinton who um, she was on the Steve Harvey show and she said something about how it was important for Steve now that, you know, that he has this powerful platform. Everyone who has a platform should be using it to inform people, to uplift people, to, to, you know, create change. And this is while I was still kind of in my head debating Russ. So um, it was like she reached through the radio and was speaking directly to me, like in front of my face. So I was like, yep, you have a platform, you have an opportunity right there. What are you going to do with it? (laughs) So once I decided I was in, I reached out to um, Angeline, who is the head of the Solace Group, about joining us on the Power Network. And so from that moment back in November, we went to work, and we came up with this name, we um, came up with kind of the platform, and it really is um, about um, the the what we say is black and brown sisters, about social justice and change, but it really is about multiculturalism and embracing women of color and, and having the platform be a voice. Um, and so there are several women who are involved, and we actually had our first show last night. Um, and thank you, Russ, for that flexi- flexibility uh, because we really felt like it was important to pay homage to the Obamas on their last day in office. And we had a show that I really enjoyed um, called Masterfully Michelle, Reflections on Eight Years of Our Flotus. And it was all focused on Michelle Obama. So it was a thank you for her service, but it also was really um, acknowledging the extraordinary space that she held as the first African-American first lady and the burdens that came with it and how she and Barack Obama and their entire family handled the entire eight years with such grace, such class, such poise, and power to not let people drag them down and to stand for the the position that they were um, appointed to by the American people. And um, so we just spent some time loving up on Michelle Obama. It was great. I thought it was a very powerful way to launch this platform. And our next show is actually going to be, it'll be the third Thursday of each month. So the next show is going to be on February 16th. 
7 p.m., and it's going to be about push-outs, which is the term um, in of um, basically focusing on black girls particularly and building the prison pipeline, so pushing them out of school by with suspensions and negativity, and then all of a sudden they're, they're in juvenile, and so now you have the pipeline to, to prison. So that term is called push-outs, and that show on February 16th is going to be about that. Well, that's yet another example of me learning things. I had never heard that term before. No, I'm, I'm serious. I had never heard mm-hmm. that term before, push out. And, you know, again, this gets back to, I think, our theme about wisdom. You know, you're sharing your knowledge with me and sharing perspectives and helping to understand what's going on. Um, because, mm-hmm. again, you know, somebody who let's say, like me, is white, had never heard of that term before, even though I'm pretty knowledgeable and have lots of black folks in my life. Uh, But I feel like it's important to know that something like that exists. Absolutely. And that's why we thought we would really kind of dig in deep for the second show. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, definitely, everyone, if you're listening, tune in uh, Thursday night, February 16th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Just go to blogtalkradio.com slash power network. That's blogtalkradio.com slash power network to listen to that important episode from the Revolutionary Sisters of the Diaspora. All right, I want to go to our super talented and passionate and esteemed colleague, Laura Molitor. Laura is in Austin, Texas, and she's going to be our lead host for the second half uh, of our big two-hour premiere today. Uh, Laura, welcome to the program. It is excellent having you on to give a preview of what you and everybody else that's going to be on is going to be talking about in the second hour. Hi, thanks, Russ. Can you hear me? Yes, we sure can. Great. Okay, good. I've had technology problems before. Hopefully this will be good. I'm really excited about what I've already been hearing you guys talk about, and I know that that you've touched on some of the things, some of the themes that we're going to bring in in the the second hour. Um, I think mostly, uh, you know, what we want to focus on is this – the mindfulness of of love and peace and connecting with others in in a way that is um, from a standpoint of peace and love um, and working with with the idea of, of consciousness raising um, and that being an action as well, dealing with kindness and respect and listening. So we want to talk a little bit more about that. Um, we're going to talk about um, countering hate and fear as you've already touched on with, with the right premise of, of love and, and awareness and openness, receptivity, um, that breaking of ignorance and being willing to do that. And um, I think one of the things I'm really excited about is just thinking about the changes that are going on, the things that seem to be throwing us in so many ways as being really an opportunity to raise our consciousness and to really do something we may have been not as bold about doing had some things not changed in our, in our country today and in our world that have sort of forced us to really take the opportunity to change consciousness and um, actions um, and to bring, bring out more love in the world. So we're just going to talk a little Mm -hmm. bit more about that. I'm going to have, um, uh, Danica 
back on, who was on briefly earlier today to, to share some thoughts with me. Um, we also want to talk a little bit about the youth and how they are affected by things and how they do affect things. And uh, Gina Sanasardo is going to come on and talk a lot about faith and, and hope. And hopefully that will, we'll see where it goes. We'd love to entertain some calls along the way on that too. So that's a, that's a preview. Really looking forward to it. You all have already um, shared a lot of wonderful ideas um, that I'm just pleased to be a part of this this new network and this program today. Excellent. Well, uh, what you said brought made my eyes a little bit moist. So uh, I, <laughs> I'm so grateful to be working with you and your hard work leading up to today's premiere and your passion. And uh, I know uh, our co-hosts and our listeners are in great hands with you, Laura, the second hour. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for, for doing this. Um, and having the the bravery to to just just jump in and, and make this happen, and it's so timely. I'll see well, you in a bit. You're welcome. Yes, we'll see you uh, at the I top bet of the you're hour. part of it. Okay, thanks. All right, so uh, Trina, I want to go back to you, if that's okay. So there is a word that you said twice today, and uh, ever the coach, I'm taking copious notes whenever I'm talking to someone, and uh, that word is burden or burdens, and uh, you said it as it related to your son earlier, and then you said it a few minutes ago uh, as it relates to Michelle Obama, and what she had to experience, especially at the beginning of her tenure uh, of, as First Lady and the first ever black First Lady. So do you think that black individuals have more burdens to bear than white individuals? Or said differently, what do you think are burdens that black folks are facing today? Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) I know it's a loaded question, but I didn't want to ignore it. You know, you said it twice, and I wanted to ask about it. Yeah. No, I I think think it's... Oh, we lost you for a sec, Trina. Are you still there? Oh. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, we all have our crosses to bear, so I um, I don't want to say one is more than the other, but I do think that it is undeniable that the way that many African Americans were introduced to this country is different than many other cultures in that we came in as slaves. And um, there are a lot of people who will try to say, well, now it's, you know, 2016, it's 2017, but we've had our first black president for eight years. And, you know, so stop whining about that, perhaps. Um, But the truth of the matter is, as has come to light um, since even kind of during the campaign season, um, racism still exists. And um, the statistics bear out that there are, while many of us, um, I live a comfortable lifestyle. I am grateful for that. 
uh, many of my counterparts here in Washington, D.C. as well. But there are, you know, there are, there are, when you look at the statistics in terms of homelessness, um, single moms, um, unemployment, um, the education system, the, the, the amount of dropouts, it is still more tilted towards people of color um, and not just African-Americans, but also Latinos as well. I do believe that we have a lot more work to do, and I believe that the, the space that we're going into now, that we're, at danger, we're in danger of losing a lot of the ground that was gained in the last 20 years. Well, I appreciate you sharing that and especially bringing up slavery and, you know, that's something that, again, you know, as you very eloquently said, you know, our ancestors came to this country differently and that is an important distinction. And, um, you know, we have a different history in terms of our families and uh, I think, you know, as you said, you're doing fine for yourself and have a great job, but, you know, there are many who are struggling. And if you look at it from a race standpoint, it is disproportionate. And I think it's important to talk about that and not just sweep it under the rug. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. All right, so we have about uh, six or seven minutes left here of our time on the air, and I want to make sure that I mention to people uh, that we would love to have you as a host here on the Power Network. If you have been enjoying this discussion and you feel like you have something to say, either as a host or co-host, then please contact us. Uh, you can go to our website, lifecoachradionetworks.com. That's lifecoachradionetworks.com. You'll see there's a page for power which talks about this new station. There's also a want to host page, uh, so you can read information on that, and there's contact info there. Um, but we would love to have you. You know, the more of us that talk about these issues and that um, learn and share perspectives, which I've learned so much today um, in our discussion, I think the better. You know, it really helps us understand the perspectives that. Uh, other people are coming from. Absolutely. And I can I underscore this is my, Please. Um, January is my third um, is my third year anniversary. Woohoo. Ian, can you believe it, Russ? I, I love it. <laughs> Time flies. <laughs> it does. Um, for me personally, um, it has really helped me um, to to distinguish myself and to have a platform for my coaching business and also to grow my brand and to have people um, to look and view me uh, differently and to, you know, to have a space for me to share my perspectives and to bring other people along. So um, as you know, this network is not just for coaching. It's for anyone who has, is passionate about any of these five words, peace, one love, wisdom, empowerment, and revolution. And what we're hoping is just to have an role forward and grow. And um, so even if this is not something you're interested in as a career, uh, it certainly is a, an opportunity 
to have a platform and to get to know get to be in charge of what is on the air as opposed to reacting to things that are out there in media. You get to set the whole agenda. You get to have whoever you want on your show and you get to fill that space and share it with the world. Absolutely. And the way that things work in 2017, we don't have to consume the mainstream media if we don't want to consume that. We can consume broadcasts just like ours um, that are all about positivity and sharing perspectives and power. So uh, I'm very grateful to you for being my uh, partner in crime, if you will, on this, my right-hand person on this platform. Um, And speaking of gratitude, I want to make sure we end uh, our hour together before we get to the second hour, Laura and uh, our colleagues, on a positive note. So what positive, uplifting message do you want to end with from your standpoint, Trina? Absolutely, Russ, and thank you for that because I have been working really hard to lean into this space. Um, I actually recently wrote a wrote a blog, which is up on Life Coach Radio Networks on the I don't know if it's on the Power page or not, but it's called "It's Time to Take Back Our Power," and I just want to encourage people that there are there's plenty that you can do. This is not the time to cower or to just opt out. Um, you have so much power. You have so much energy that you can create something completely new. You can actually further a cause that you believe in. You can join a nonprofit board. You can start a nonprofit. You can run for office. There are so many things that you can do. You can have a friend who now on a regular basis gathers a whole bunch of people and does bag lunches for homeless. And it's like an enterprise that she just decided and she puts the word out and three, four, five hundred bags of lunch yeah. are delivered to people on a regular basis. Um, we can own our space and it doesn't matter who is the lunch, but we also can have a voice in what's going on in our electoral process, in our politics, and and we should step forward into that. I love it. Well, well said. Uh, By the way, people can find the blog post that you wrote, which is excellent, uh, on our website, lifecoachradionetworks.com. Just click on the blog uh, at the top, and uh, you'll see Trina's post, It's Time to Take Back Our Power. So, uh, Trina, final words in terms of uh, how people can connect with you personally if they've heard what you have to say and uh, want to get in touch with you in terms of your website. Absolutely. Um, I am a career and life coach in the Washington, D.C. area, and I'm all about um, creating that space for what's next. And you can reach me. You can find my website, mycoachtrina, T-R-I-N-A, Dot com, and you can email me at Trina, T-R-I-N-A, at mycoachtrina.com. And I also have two pages on Facebook. One is Perspectives Plus Coaching, and the other is Career Talk with Coach Trina. Thank you, Russ. Awesome. This has been a blast. 
Likewise, uh, it's always a pleasure being on with you. And uh, if people want to get in touch with me, my website is RussTerryLifeCoach.com. That's RussTerryLifeCoach.com. And uh, you can also find me on various social media uh, under the same words, Russ Terry Life Coach. All right, so Trina, thank you for a fantastic hour. Uh, our time is up, but we have another fantastic hour planned for you with Laura Molitor and other colleagues. So, Laura, take it away. Hey, All right. have a great thank day. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. It was a wonderful hour. So inspiring. I've had some people chiming in uh, who were not maybe willing to pick up the phone, but did chime in by message to tell me how um, excited they were to have this program going on during the inauguration and just feeling feeling the love and feeling empowered um, by what's already been shared. So I want to thank you both uh, for starting the network and starting us off on the network in such a, a beautiful way. Um, I want to start and I want to introduce some um, Danica to come and join me at any point too, if you're there. Um, but I want to just start with a, with a quote, maybe a couple of quotes that um, kind of say, speak to some of the things that have been on my thought, um, you know, before the election, but, but even particularly after it um, in what can I do? How can I change things? What is, what feels hopeless, what feels hopeful, and, and to, of course, really want to be in that hopeful place. And I, I read this quote by Gandhi, um, which I'm, I'm sure many of you have maybe read already, but I, I, just, I just liked it. Um, it. It sits in a place in my heart that I can, uh, I can feel more peaceful. He, he says, you must not lose faith in humanity. Humanity is an ocean. If a few drops of the ocean are dirty, the ocean does not become dirty. Um, I really love to love. It really is where, where I come from, and I think we all do. Um, and when we feel affronted with something that doesn't feel like love, that feels like hate or resentment or fear, which is absolutely the opposite of love, it may challenge us um, and may make us want to maybe react um, with the same kinds of um, actions that we're maybe very much offended by. Uh, finding ourselves being hateful or finding ourselves being judgmental or, or taking on fear and paranoia. And I think we have the power within us, as I think Gandhi would know, um, to change things by changing our thought about it, responding thoughtfully, mindfully, rather than reacting or becoming apathetic and not doing anything um, I love the idea of mindfulness versus mindlessness. You know, how many hours do we spend in, in mindlessness and how many can we contribute in a mindful way? It all starts with, with our thought. Here's another really good quote from Desmond Tutu. Um, we are each made for goodness, love, and compassion. Our lives are transformed as much as the world is when we live with these truths. Pretty smart guy, very inspired, I think he won a Nobel Peace Prize. I think I'm going to listen to him. Um, we are transformed by love, and we transform our world by love. Um, I've recently started an initiative, and I'm not going to go into great detail about it. I hope to on a, on a future program uh, that I will, will do on the network. Uh, but I've started something called One World Watch, and really what it is about, I was inspired to go back to Jesus' words, um, can you not watch with me one hour? 
I heard that one day and said, you know, can I? Can I watch? And that watch meaning not watching in fear, but watching with love, with the Christ spirit um, that is is about love, is about compassion, is seeking peace, is wise, as we're talking about with the, the acronym here for the network. And, and I thought, you know, I know I can do that and I want to do that if I want to change my life itself, my own life, or change the way I speak with other people or how I address uh, or how humanity reacts, I have to start with my own thought. So I've decided that I want, you know, to join the world in, in ask the, invite the world to join me in a, in a watch for an hour from, from the standpoint uh, of love. So that's something we can do in our own place. It doesn't have to be an hour. It can be less. It can be more. But our thought does change the world, and it changes ourselves it brings us clarity to sit in a place of peace we're able to do so much more thoughtfully and rightly than to be in a place of fear or reaction so that's where I'm coming from today and there's a few ideas I wanted to share I totally love that quote um, that uh, that Trina shared earlier and was planning to share it myself about you know darkness can't uh, chase out darkness and and hate can't that only love can then conquer hate. Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about or sort of talking about this hour because it's where the power is. The power is in love. The power is in wisdom and peace and calmness. <laughs> and there's not a lot of calmness maybe uh, for me. Um, and But when I find it, I find, okay, I feel like something can happen. Um, the phrase that came to me during the first uh, hour was fearless loving. And and I think I can do that, fearless loving. I think we can all. Uh, Danica, are you out there? I sure am. There you are. Great. I wasn't sure. My little board here doesn't show everything the way I want it to show. So I was like, ah, I'm in charge and I don't know anything here. But here we're going. <laughs> <laughs> what do you – I know we heard from you earlier, and I, I really loved what you shared. And we talked a little bit last night before the program just what you're passionate about. And I think it's just perfect for the programming. So jump right in and, and share what you um, – what you find to be important or, or, or anything that you feel like you want to share um, in this hour of the program? Oh, my mind is racing with so many thoughts and so many little, little, yes, absolutely. And, oh, that's right. Absolutely. I feel like that too. And so it's hard for me to, to respond rather than react because like I said, there's just so much and, like you said, we spoke last night, and I'm when you were telling me about your movement, I was like, sign me up, because from what I'm learning and what I'm unlearning from life, from all the things that I had just, like I mentioned earlier, been handed blindly and blindly followed, I there's there's so many more things out here that we can learn about, first of all, ourselves, and then others. And one of my favorite quotes is, be the change you wish to see in the world. Mm-hmm. If, and, and as Trina was talking earlier, um, the, it just kept coming back to me about, you know, why if, you know, we all have a voice. So why can we not use that voice to solve the problem rather than perpetuate it? If we can just shift our perspective 
to problem solving from problem perpetuating. Imagine what little bit of good that can do in just our own thought processes, our own homes, which will ripple out into our environment, will which will ripple out into the world. And a lot of times people don't know that they can use their voice or know where to use the voice. And, and I'll go to social media and you can see through any given second of any given day, people are looking to be heard. They're looking to be seen. They want their, their life to matter. And so people will always use behaviors as a way to get noticed. And even if it's negative attention, it's at least them being seen or heard and acknowledged. And that is our life, like the core of our being. And when we can all realize that we are at our core love, then we can start moving in different directions to solving problems, to loving one another, to seeing each other as another version of just our own selves. Everybody's doing the best they can in the moment they're in with what they're given. And why would we not want to see life from their perspective and offer them a, a smile, a door hold, a, a thank you wave to, for because they let you over in traffic? It just, to me, makes sense the more I study love, the more I desire for the original definition and practice of it to be what, how I show up in the world. That's beautiful. I totally agree. And I so much love that. I love that, you know, that we're, we're, we're naturally made to, to love. Um, and that's really our most comfortable state. It's our most powerful state. Um, and yet we tend to fight against it in some ways where actually it's an easy place to go um, if we just let ourselves. And, and it's also I was thinking about your talk, you're saying, you know, we, our voice is to be heard. And, and, and it was interesting because it had another quote that I was thinking about sharing. It was just, it ties in perfectly. Um, uh, and I think you're making up your own quotes there. So I could just quote you because there's the main um, So, uh, but um, Winston Churchill said, courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. Um, so I think it's listening to others, listening to your heart. What does your heart say? What do you want to believe? What really feels right to you? I know when I have sat in that one hour watch, which is really hard to do, but when I've done it and say, Hey, I just want to, I just want to be love right now. I'm just going to be love and I'm taking the world in that is always come back and kiss me on the forehead, that watch, mm. and said, you are love and I love you. And it really is kind of a connection with the with the love that is, you know, that is everywhere. It is there. It's always there. We can hide from it, but it's never going to leave us. And to just settle into that, we get so much more, there's so much more power in there. And we're, we're being ourselves. We're being more genuine ourselves. But it also means we have to be willing and open to knowing that there is love in everyone else that the, and, and to want to find that. To want to find that, whether it's clear right up front or not, that we are actually seekers of the love that connects us rather than looking for whatever divides us. And whether that's, you know, verbally with someone or whether it's just somewhere in your thought to, to think, for, think the best or see the reality of a soul 
where they are within and to listen with an expectation of being perhaps even surprised by what someone may have to give. I know when I've, you know, blustered into some space thinking I'm going to be the know-it-all and I've stopped for a minute and listened and the, the people that have blessed me with just jewels of inspiration and love are often the ones I least expected it from. But if I shut mm-hmm. up long enough, I got blessed because of receptivity, which is a big word for me this year. It's just receptivity, being receptive, being open, being willing. And that seems like what isn't going on today. But I think the key point is that's what seems to be going on. It doesn't have to be what is going on. Um, and, that, you know, I said at the at the top of the hour, pre, pre the hour, that we're in a great place of opportunity just because things are coming up and we're seeing more of the disconnect doesn't mean it wasn't already going on. And right. the impulse to say, okay, today is a day. I don't want to go down in flames. I don't want to go down in hate and fear and let that snowball. What can I do? And now it's getting to a point of urgency. So that's opportunity. It's opportunity to go to those places within Not always easily. It's a fight sometimes, but it's still that sense of, okay, this is coming up not to kill me, but to make me and the world a better place, this discord that I might be seeing or feeling in the world. Um, And that's exciting. Um, It's not easy all the time, but, but, but it's exciting. But I think it gets easier if you realize like we're doing with the network is we're in this together. There's a whole bunch of us out there connecting. We have the same thought of wanting a good world, wanting to change the world, wanting to connect with love, wanting to hear and break ignorance and be peaceful. There's, and that's a powerful thing that fearless loving is power and we're not alone in it. So we should feel pretty, pretty darn great that we're actually right here and now proving that we want to, we want something different and, and we're ready to, to do what it takes. And we all have what it takes, like you said, to do what it takes. We all have it. We all have the ability. We all have a voice. We all have a, a thought that is powerful. Mm-hmm. It started last night when we talked on the phone, but every time you speak, I get shivers. I'm like, oh, I'm, that's it. That, that just so resonates with me. So I am so grateful to be able to spend this time with you and get to, to be inspired by you. Thank you for, for stepping out and being the voice that I can learn from. Oh, oh I, I, I thank you. I don't even know how to take a comment like that, but I appreciate it. I feel, I feel honored to, to, to share the, the mic with you in this program. And, and I'm, admire all the things that you do too. So certainly before we, before you chime off, I want people to know where they can get you and what your, what your work is about um, specifically, because you're, you're really wonderful. I know you have a, a, a beautiful story um, and, and are living very authentically to help others um, to, to get free, get real freedom in their lives. Um, and we're, that's what we're, we're about for our, individually and collectively. So we celebrate what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. I um, was just thinking about all the the elements of love, and you had mentioned that 
you know, some people are, most people are scared of it. It's in that I heard somebody say once, the thing that we are created to do and be is the one thing people run from the most. And I was thinking, why? Why is it we are afraid of love? And that's such a, a layered question. And I think a lot of it has to do with the misrepresentation of it. I think it's been, um, what's the word, defined incorrectly throughout the years. I think it's been labeled incorrectly. And there's just a a massive gap between its original definition and its, its societal definition of today. And if we would just even start there, start there and find out what, what love yeah. really is. And yes. Make that baby step it from there. It's not so scary. The yeah. scary part is unlearning the operating system we've been using to run from it. Yes, exactly. I love that. My next hour, one hour watch is going to be about um, just defining love or letting, you know, what it, for me, because I do, you know, believe in a higher power is, is letting love, love, the divine love to define itself to me, which is again, being open. Mm-hmm. What do you say? You know, what, what does divine love itself say that it is? I think part of it is we think we give it, we lose it, or it's that love can be threatened or that it's a waste. I know there's a lot of, well, I'm giving and no one's receiving. Well, it's love is never a waste. It's, love it's 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 quite we qualify it um because i think we personalize it and that's why i love this sort of idea of realizing that love is just a universal idea and it's there for everybody it's not going anywhere and you can take it and enjoy it and feel it and connect with others as you take consciousness there and and really allow yourself to or you can shut the door on it and say, no, it's got to look this way or it's got to look that way, or I have to see it in this way or that way. Otherwise it's not love. And the more unseen it is really is the more powerful it is because that means it's infinite rather than being some small thing that we, you know, say or do it's more than that. And it should be a comfort to be able to just connect with that. And um, like I said, those times that I get quiet and I just realize love is, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. And we can do it. We really can do. We're made to connect to love. It's our, it's our inner being. It really is. Um, may feel hidden at times and harder to find, but it's, it's always going to be right there. Um, and it's, it's a treasure to, to use it. Um, oh, can I share a little story? Of course. I'm going to share a little story. Um, and this is what is made me, believe in this idea of the watch that we all connect watch for an hour and know that that's connecting with everyone else we're watching with love or watching with peace and there's a story and you may have heard it and I hadn't heard it until I started kind of pursuing this um, idea for the movement which is by the way one world watch and you can find it on Facebook uh, it's the only place I have it right now but we're working on broadening um, but there was a story um, from during World War II, there's a British soldier, um, and he got inspired, um, and he developed this thing called the Silent Minute. And so at the ringing of Big Ben in London at 9 p.m., there's going to be a moment of silence. 
And the thought behind it was that if enough people joined in this dedicated intent, that the tide would turn and the invasion of England would be diverted. And Churchill and Parliament and President Roosevelt all got behind it. And the silent minute was observed, you know, in the battlefields and in air raids and hospitals and at sea. Um, And he said, uh, the the guy that came up with this idea, and I can't say his name right now, but I I will in future programs, so stay tuned. He said, there's no power on earth that can withstand the united cooperation on spiritual levels of men and women of goodwill everywhere. And so at the end of the war, here's the the, the really cool part that's going to give you chills. Um, At the end of the war, under questioning, I'm reading a little bit of this so that I don't mess up the story. So if I sound a little less than, um, if I sound a little stilted, that's why. But at the end of the war, under questioning, a high-ranking Nazi official was asked why he thought Germany lost the war. His answer was, during the war, you had a secret weapon. And this is the the Nazi soldier. uh, You had a secret weapon for which we could find no countermeasure, which we did not understand, but it was very powerful. It was associated with the striking of the Big Ben each evening. I believe you called it the silent minute. So power, power in joining together in prayer, peace, love. There's, there's power in it. And it was felt uh, by the so-called enemy. You know, it was felt and acknowledged. This we didn't get. Because hate and fear and uh, outrage and and intolerance doesn't get love, but love still wins. That's my take on that. Anyway, it was just a very inspiring story. Yeah, yeah shivers and tears. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Why would you cry? <laughs> Uh, that's just my full heart coming out of my eyes. Yes. <laughs> that's what I call it. Yes, yes. <laughs> we are fellow. Goes, so yeah, yeah, we're fellow full hearts. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, speaking about the, the silence and the listening, about, oh, I don't know, maybe six months or so ago, might have been a little longer, um, joined this movement called Free Listening. And it's so simple, yet so humbling and challenging. So I saw it, of course, on Facebook, and there's a guy who started this movement of holding a sign out wherever he is, on a street corner, Central Park, you know, wherever he happens to be at the moment, wherever he feels led to stand, and the sign says, free listening. Mm-hmm. You do is invite people to come up and share and, and, and give them a space to be heard without being condemned or fixed or judged or even talked back to. It's wow. just a place for them to be like, what? Wait, I never get this, you know? And my first day right. I did it, I did my, I got my Sharpie and I went to the dollar store and got some poster board and cut it down and I stood at a grocery store down the street where from where I was staying and one of the first at, at, and it's very 
at first it's, it can be scary because you're like, oh, my gosh, what are people going to think? And, what, and I was like, but this is what I do. This is who I am. This is what I live for is to be a space for people to just be acknowledged. So why am I scared about doing this? So I marched over to my standing spot, held up my sign. I got a whole bunch of side eyes. I got a whole bunch of people that would look at me and then look away because they at first thought I was begging for money. And then um, when they saw the sign, they didn't know what to do with it. I got a lot of people who would say, what is free listening? And that in and of itself was eye-opening because people aren't even used to anything being free and being heard. And so finally one guy got brave enough to come up to me. He started in the store and they doubled back and came over to me. And he, he was like, what, what is this? Like, I'm just here to listen today because why are you here? I said, I, I think it's for you, sir. And he was like, how did you know? How did you know I needed someone to talk to today? Because my wife passed a few months ago. We were married for 52 years. She was the best friend I ever had. And my guy friends don't understand that I'm more comfortable talking to a woman because that's all I knew. Mm. How did you know I needed to be heard today? Wow. He was like, is this what it means when they say God works in mysterious ways? And it was just so cool to be able to hold that space for that gentleman. I may never see him again, but in that moment, I was fully present with him when he needed someone the most. Wow, that's so beautiful. And see, that was your listening to begin with, uh, to the intuition that said, I'm doing this, even if something's telling me I'm scared, you know, I'm, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, yeah. and there were days, wonderful. too, speaking of that, I, I'm going to interject just another little thought since you brought that up. Um, there were days that I would be out holding my sign and people would not stop and talk to me. And I'm like, well, maybe I need to go over here and stand closer to this door. And I kept hearing, no. You're here to be silent so you can hear me today. And I was like, oh, that's pretty powerful. I got you. I'll just stand right here. I'll stand right here and listen to what you have to say, sir. And, um, you know, so listening doesn't have to always come to us in the form we think it should. There are many different ways. And when we put a label or an expectation on something, we limit the experience. Absolutely. Wow. I love that. That is so good. Yeah, we limit what we're going to hear, how we're going to hear it, and, and we limit who we're going to hear from or what what we're going to hear. It's just, it's, it really is just about being completely an open, an open mind and an open heart. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, and then, yeah, you, you get, you get blessed and you get surprised, surprised. But that's yeah. terrific. I love that. I think that's one of the things we talk a little bit about with Gina when she comes on, too. She had mentioned something we talked earlier another time about, you know, just communicating and how we communicate with others and, and how it can make a difference on, on how, we, how we say or how we watch what we're saying and how we say it to others. And I'll let her talk a little bit more about that if, if she's willing and when she chimes in. Um, but that's it, it is just really about we have to think and listen and um, start a thought without getting ahead and judging. I think sometimes what's this going to look like? 
I think what's interesting is to kind of plop yourself down in a place where you think you're among your enemies. That that would be a real interesting thing to do. Okay, I'm I'm in a whole camp of people that are don't you know like my type or whatever, and or don't like what I believe in, or don't like don't believe in the same political side as I do, and and let them talk and just really try to listen. I think just yeah. the ignorance of each other's. The ignorance of where people are we're coming from is sometimes we're, we're just too sort of um, too closed off, too mm-hmm. making too many assumptions. I guess maybe assumptions is the thing we're assuming what someone's going to think or say or feel or why they do. And we put them in a box of generalization, and they may do the same yeah. thing with us. But it's do we need to do that? Can't we pursue understanding? You don't have to believe. You don't have to agree on everything, but we can pursue understanding. Mm-hmm. We certainly can. But that has to come from again that place of calm and peace and a, and a fearless loving, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like we said, hate can't drive out hate. Only love can. So if, even mm-hmm. if love manifests itself in listening, you know, let those people who have their opinions and their their behaviors have to be heard and just listen and watch them change. You know, be the example, be the change we wish to see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Did you want to stick around with us for the, the second part or did you want to give your um, final words? I know you were planning on being on for a half an hour. If you want to stay longer, you're certainly welcome, but it's, it's, uh, I just want to honor your time. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I'll stick around. I'll stay on mute though, because I want to make sure Gina has her, her platform because I can always chime in, but I've always got something to say. Okay, okay, yeah. great. Okay. Yeah, I didn't get a chance so thank to talk you. to you as much about the uh, – we had kids a little bit. I still I still think oh, there, yeah. there maybe is something to address there, but um, if you want to share anything briefly on that now, um, but also let people know where they can – where they can find you um, and what, what you do, what your, um, what, what your work is about. Why don't we do that right now? And that may bring up some of these other thoughts and we can go from there. Awesome. Thank you. My heart and my passion comes from my experience with my own two teenage sons. I'd always done the life coaching thing, but I never really honed in on a niche until I watched my children go from shy, quiet, introverted, self-disciplining little men, little boys, into confident, fearlessly loving, humble leader servants, all through the power of communication. I told them we we had a time when I wasn't in their lives because of eating disorders, and so I was gone from their, their presence for about six years. And... When I came back home and my son was getting ready to start high school, I was like, ah, he's going to date. I need to be the example of the kind of woman I desire for him to to eventually marry when he's like 105 or something, and at least to know how to be treated by people. And so the one thing that we, the three of us, my older son, my younger son, and I honed in on was always speak, there's, there's, there's only one role in life. Always speak your truth with love and respect because being truthful with someone is showing them love. If we hide our truth, then that kind of takes away their ability to to decide 
for themselves how they want to move from that space. So when we speak our truth with love and respect, then it gives the other person the space to do the same. And I watched my teenage sons, like early teens, my one son wasn't even a teenager yet, develop through that one concept an entire just identity of peace, self-awareness, and, and a life of giving love and respect. And while that's the short version, my, my hope and my purpose is to help parents learn how to communicate and relate differently with their teenagers and their young adults because they're not just people who are eating you out of house and home. They're not just eye-rolling, door-slamming, foot-stomping, disrespectful people or, or those kids. They are individuals who are behaving because they don't feel like they are getting the love from the only people who they, their whole world revolves around. And so when we can help parents understand that perspective, not only will their, their homes have that peace, but their lives will have that peace, and their legacy can be traced back to the way they respected their children to be able to get the respect in return. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> you just touched on what I Thank wanted to share anyway. And, and people can find you where? I'm rebranding. So my website is under construction and my email address is danica.treble at gmail.com. D-A-N-I-C-A dot T-R-E-B-E-L at gmail. Excellent. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for everything you've been sharing and happy to have you hover there in case you want to jump in again. I'm going to see if Gina's on. Gina, are you on? Hello? Maybe not yet. I think she said it might have been um, 35 after the hour. So um, unless I'm not catching her somewhere, but she's going to text me if she she needs to chime in. So um we can we can stay with it. Actually, what, let me go ahead and introduce myself because I know I'll get caught up in the conversation and I'll never really explain who I am or what I do or anything like that. So let me take this moment mm-hmm. to do that and we'll see if uh, Gina chimes in. I think we might have had her chime in now. Um, yes, my name is Laura Molitor and I'm a life purpose and spiritual awareness coach. You can find me at poeticandpowerfulliving.com. Um, I mostly focus on just trying to help people open up their lives in, in broader ways and discover what's really possible for them, break out of little boxes and, and get into these big and powerful, beautiful, poetic, inspired and inspiring lives that they really can naturally have and discover. Um, so that's my my main passion and, and, um, and also this, this new movement about uh, One World Watch, which I also really want to get off the ground, which is, this is a perfect platform for me to start talking about it, to uh, connect uh, one to one another um, uh, uh, in a nexus of love. And uh, it's the watch, by the way, also stands for um, World Alertness Together Conquering Hate. So that's kind of what that's about. Um, and you can find One World Watch on Facebook. You can find Poetic and Powerful Living on Facebook. And you can write to me at Laura Molitor, M-O-L-I-T-E-R, at gmail.com or Laura at PoeticandPowerfulLiving.com if you want to talk to me more or no more. Gina, are you there? She's still not there. I wonder if I, she's calling into the right number here. 
All right. Let me see. I'm going to text her real quick and see if she's out there because she's great. She um, is great. She and I are going together. Yeah, she's just got a real special, special voice and something special to share. Let me see if I can catch her here. Let me see. I have a couple other things. Yeah, it's just I'm, I'm so excited to be a part of this network, and I, I love the the introduction. Again, we are on the Power Network, and Power um, stands for peace, one love, wisdom, empowerment, revolution. So those are uh, what we're here about, and um, sharing ideas about empowering. Everyone, for social justice, um, where we start from and what we do, we're all led in different ways. But to know that we do have power to make some changes and to do what we um, to do do what we can to help, and we're all we all have that power. And it really just starts, I think, with just the right desire and, and um, not being fearful. Again, opportunity. We're here to respond to what seems to be going on in our worlds and in our individual and collective worlds and not to, to react um, and to come with a sense of um, openness and receptivity, listening. I'm going to try to. Hey, Lori, it's Russ Terry. I've been listening. You and Danica have been doing an awesome job. So wanted to say that. And also if you want, I can play or help you play uh, Tanja Poinsett, who you also know wasn't able to join us today, but she recorded uh, five minutes of her perspective on today and our launch. So I can play that now if you want me to. That sounds perfect. Here's the opening right here and now. I've just uh, gotten contact with, or I'm, I'm texting with uh, with Gina. So if I find she's coming in, we'll we'll try to get her on. Maybe it's just something on my board and she's here and I'm not finding her. But um, this is perfect. If you could you could share that, I would love for you to do that. Perfect. Here's our colleague Tanja Poinsett. Hello, everyone. My name is Tanja Poinsett, and I am a life coach who is absolutely thrilled to be a part of this awesome platform, the Power Network, Peace, One Love, Wisdom, Empowerment, and Revolution. When I reflect on those words and how they resonate with me, I think about men and women like Bob Marley, Malcolm X, Dr. King, Harriet Tubman, Nelson Mandela, Marcus Garvey, Michael Moore, and the countless others who made a life decision to be of service to others and to incite change or educate, even at the risk of their own lives. This is an emotional day for many of us, and as a 49-year-old black woman with a black male child, I can honestly say that I am gravely concerned about our future for the next four years on many levels, But I can also say that this can be a very empowering time for us. I have never been more involved in politics and policies than I have been in the last eight years. Excuse me. And I'm also encouraging my son Malcolm to pay attention to what's happening in the world around him because he needs to believe he can make a difference. And he must always remain hopeful and diligent. He must believe he can become president 
of the United States of America. You know, we can't have equality without love, wisdom, empowerment, and revolution. And we are currently in a climate that is encouraging all of the above. And that is a good thing. This is a time for real change at a grassroots level. We are not powerless. We can make a difference, and I pray that the election of Donald Trump as our president will encourage us to become more involved in our communities. Now is the time for us to start reevaluating how we deal with social issues, not just within our communities, but also in our country. We have to start viewing America as the all-inclusive country that our forefathers envisioned for us, all of us, regardless of our gender, religion, sexual preference, or socioeconomic status, and not just cater to the elite 1%. We cannot move forward with racial division, inadequate education, failing infrastructure, and political parties that just aren't serving us. This election was a wake-up call. As Americans, we still have work to do. We are divided as a nation, and nothing can be accomplished with division in the midst. We simply cannot rely on our government officials to make the required changes that the average American so desperately needs to thrive. We must become that acting force that changes the quality of our communities and our country. No action is too small. Any small positive change in our behavior towards one another can gain momentum to become the catalyst for change and revolution. Information is powerful. That said, for my New Jersey residents, call or write our senators. Robert Menendez and Cory Booker, with your concerns, let your voice be heard. Attend your local township meetings, sign petitions, run your own campaign. Become the change you desire. Audrey Hepburn said, nothing is impossible. The very word itself says, I'm possible. So in closing, I'd like to quote and inspire our younger generations with words from our former president, Barack Obama. I didn't run for president to become popular. I ran for president to do what needed to be done. Now is the time for us to do what needs to be done. This is Life Coach Tanja Poinsett, and I hope you enjoy the rest of our program, and I leave you with peace, one love, wisdom, empowerment, and a revolution mindset. The Power Network. We're putting in the work. Wow, that was so powerful. I am so grateful to Tanja for her eloquent words and her passion. Uh, that warmed my heart, and uh, I had to send her a message on how incredibly powerful and eloquent that was. All right, it it looks like Gina is on the air. Gina, can you hear us? I can, yeah. Can you guys hear me? 
We sure can. I'll let you take it away, Laura, Gina, and Danica. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Laura, are you still here? Yeah. Are you guys able to hear me? I can barely hear you. This is Danica. I was checking to see if Laura was still here. Is that any better? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's better. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm really excited today about what we're talking about and wonderful that we have this alternative for other people that, you know, are looking for something a little bit more um, anabolic perhaps to really shift their energy in a way that serves them best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Laura, why don't you tell, or uh, Gina, why don't you tell people uh, about yourself? I think you have a really awesome career, and I bet you are making a really positive impact out there in the Chicago area. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, so I'm a life coach for moms that are really feeling stuck, kind of in a rut, really don't take time for themselves, and are starting to feel depleted. And I get them to a a place and space where they learn to accept themselves, love themselves, do things that honor them, and learn to use the gifts that they have that they just haven't had the time or energy to use and really tap into those dreams and goals that are really important in align with their values. And it's really become my uh, personal mission to help other moms feel this way as this is something that I had actually struggled with a while ago, just really um, feeling I had to do everything and meet my own internal sort of criteria um, and then feeling guilty if I didn't or I couldn't be everything to everyone. And I really just want to help other moms know that it's okay. There's no competition. Women are really meant to kind of help support and encourage each other. And it's just so important that they, you know, really learn to love themselves where they're at with what they're doing and not worry about what they think they should be doing. Let's and let's see, Laura, are you still there? Well, I don't hear Laura, but that's okay. We can power on until she gets back on. I know I had my own okay. technology issues earlier. Uh, yeah. So, Gina, what's, what's your take on I'm here now. Oh, there you are, Laura. Yeah, All right. I, I muted the microphone by accident. That was stupid. Okay. <laughs> hey, no problem. <laughs> All about live broadcasting. All right, Laura, I'll let you Sorry. take it from here. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And thanks for, I, I, I'm not even sure anybody heard my, my amen and amen for um, the Tanja's beautiful uh, statement. So I just wanted you to know, I really just thought that was terrific. Um, but I think I was muted at that point. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm so sorry that we didn't get you on earlier, Gina. Yeah. Technology issues. Um, but I, uh, we've just been talking a lot about hope and love and, and, and faith and coming at things from a, a sense of, of peace and hope and love rather than, and mm-hmm. listening um, rather than, um, than, than hate and fear. And I know you have some right. thoughts to contribute. One of the things you mentioned, and you certainly can talk about anything that you want to talk about, but I remember you mentioning, we had talked at another time about, you know, how we treat others in our conversation and, and how to mm-hmm. talk to one another and, so if you have any thoughts to share on that, that would be terrific. Um, but but anything you want to contribute on on how to um, be more powerful with in a way that is is graceful and loving, as we've we've decided is really where the power is. Yeah, well, it's you know it's interesting um, when we think about the way that we have conversations with people nowadays. I think a lot of times we're more impulsive or more reactive. 
then really allowing ourselves to be more mindful of what it is we're about to say, you know, how it might affect other people versus how it appeases us because it feels good to get it off the chest. And really, I think we need to learn, yes, simply put, be more respectful with how we talk to one another. You know, I think just in our everyday common language, we become so casual and swearing is just such a, a natural flow for adults and children. And I think we kind of lack that idea of being mindful and being considerate and thoughtful of what we're saying so that we're expressing what's important to us in a way that serves our purpose, but at the same time doesn't hurt other people. Now that's not to say that obviously things that we might say, excuse me, other people may not like or might take offense to it, but if you're able to do it in such a manner that, you know, earns that respect and tactfulness and really thinking before we talk, because again, we're really living in an age of impulsivity and that's just not going to best suit anybody in all honesty. Um, and kind of in, in alignment with what you were saying about having faith and hope in a, a place of peace, you know, when you look deep down inside, what is your intention for what it is that you want to tell other people, whether it's within a group, an audience, or one-to-one, what is it that's really your core intention? What is it that you want to get across? You know, how are you honoring your values? How are you honoring their values? And it's okay to disagree because that's just humanity. We can't all agree on everything. But there has to be a way to which people can conceptualize this notion of talking in a way and communicating our concerns that is respectful to them and their needs as well. And this goes from top of the chain with leaders all over our world, our nation, companies, schools, whatnot where our leaders kind of learn and kind of allow for this model to be given to everyone else, a way that's discreet and a way that's respectful so that we're really becoming mindful of what we're saying and the effects of what can happen because of it. So it's, you know, it's something that starts from the top and it it flows to literally our, our youngest generation and understanding how to be courteous and, you know, being assertive to make sure that your needs are met and understanding when there may be a time that you don't have to say something just to feel like you had that final word. That's terrific. That's really great. So clear, so right. And we can do it. We're all, we can, we can do it. It really is just about thinking about it. Um, thinking about how you're affecting others, thinking about where you're coming from. And then I was thinking too about that idea of just always being true to your values and, and honoring other people's values and, and, we find we react, we sometimes are, first of all, not honoring our own values because we mm-hmm. often think, why did I do that or why did I say that? It's because we didn't act from a standpoint that was real comfortable for us. It was something uh, that that was reactive and not really where our hearts, our hearts dwell or where we feel the most like ourselves. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah, and definitely. I want to just to get a little ahead because we didn't get much from you today, Gina, but I want the listeners to know that um, you and I are going to be doing another program on some similar topics called New Year, mm-hmm. New You on this um, right. very network on uh, this coming Monday, January 23rd, 9 mm-hmm. Eastern, 8 Central. Um, and we're going to be talking more about you know, ideas of political harmony, the world united, accepting and embracing each other, and how to find a healthy mindset um, and perception to serve 
serve us in the new year. So um, we didn't get much from you today, um, and our show is coming close to the end, although we're not there yet. So I just wanted to let everyone know they're going to be able to hear more from you if they want to tune into that program on a Monday evening, and I will be there as your guest as well. Thank so, you. Yeah, cool. no, it's it's just, uh, you know, an awesome way to really express, you know, how to how to make the new year really work for you and to let go of what hasn't worked so well. And like you said, talking about harmony and, you know, being more accustomed to understanding other people and what they might need from you and how you could better serve them and accepting and also being accepting and embracing of ourselves too, learning to be gentle. Um, I think that's, you know, definitely something in the healthy mindset area that's so important and shouldn't be neglected. Um, and I, I really appreciate you guys being able to um, squeeze me in even for a little bit. It's, um, you know, very powerful to know I'm a part of this movement. So thank you. I'm, I'm humbled and honored. Well, you're a big part of it. Um, I felt the support from the beginning. It's been, this is such a wonderful group to work with. And I want to give out an apology here because I, I believe some people have tried to call in and were not able to get in for some reason. And Gina, you might've been one of them at one point trying to get in. Um, I know I had a caller that tried to call in and um, I don't know if it's just because of where my settings are on the page here, but I, she said something like she wasn't able to, it just it rang mm. right into uh, the recording or something. So um, I apologize for anyone that is trying to get in and feels their voices are not heard because you are heard. Um, we just can't find you um, in the, in the technical glitches that might've come up here. So we appreciate your calls and support and, and we're not like, um, uh, telling you not to or, or or not allowing you to come in, we're just maybe not seeing you come up as a as a caller here. So apologize for that, um, um, but appreciate all our listeners for taking the time to listen and, and hope you'll continue to follow our programming um, in the future. It is really a powerful place to be, and I'm so thrilled myself for all of us to be here during this couple of hours here, where other things are going on and and um, we can we can start thinking about how we can be really active and mindful. Um, Gina, Danica, anything else you want to share in our remaining few minutes? I think they're going to start counting us out at some point here, so be aware you may be uh, hearing a count out uh, audience. You will not be hearing that, but um, just mm-hmm. alerting mm-hmm. alerting my alerting my co-host. Yeah, um, thank you. So, anything else? either of you feel is important to share as a, as a closing note to this wonderful program we've been a part of. I, I think if I had a chance just to say one quick thing is I think as a humanity in our country, our nation, communities, small cities and towns, you know, it's each of us make up who we are and one person can make a difference and if we start within ourselves examining how we want to be more conscious of how we act and treat people and what we say, it's going to ripple effect into the larger global base. And it's something that we can all do. We all have to have faith that we have it within us and that it is possible and can be done. You know, nothing is impossible. And especially if it's in, within our will and our power, we can make extreme phenomenal things happen when we put our minds to them. That was it. That was my piece. <laughs> that's perfect. No, that's perfect. It's, that's exactly what we need to hear and, and remember. And I think maybe that's the thing too that that I'd like to remind everyone of too is just to to daily remember that you do have power um, and, and that it starts with you. Um, we're not helpless under 
whatever seems to be going on around us, either personally or, or whatever else uh, in, in the world, you do have um, a power within. And it, it is about, you know, connecting with what you believe in, who you are, what you want, what really matters. We all have it. Um, so it's easy to get into feeling helpless or victimized by things. Mm-hmm. But we really do have help within and we have a connection with each other as we're seeing right here today, just sitting here, all of us on the same page with ideas being inspired by one another. There's a place to go um, to get out of that sense of feeling helpless and to see hope and to claim that faith and to, to see Mm -hmm. the vision. And like I said earlier, just the opportunity to, be fearlessly loving, to be brave, to be bold and go forward and say, I don't like this. What can I do to change it? Do I get into the muck and the mire or do I stay above it and find some real power there? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those are my, my parting shots. Yeah. Beautiful. And I'll say one thing that's just really heavy on my mind right now is, if I hadn't, if I had gone with the mindset of the people in the environment I grew up in, I would have missed out on having some of the most precious, life-giving relationships with people that I have. One of my best friends is an African-American woman, and if I had judged her by the color of her skin like so many people I grew up with would have done, I would have missed out on one of the biggest blessings of my life. So please mm-hmm. make sure that you don't judge anyone or anything by the color of their skin or hair or how they dress or anything because you will be missing out on something that was meant for, to bless your life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm certainly blessed um, by by this Experience and by and by connecting with you all and, and your powerful ideas, I'm going to remind everybody um, we have uh, this network, which is the Power Network, stands for Peace, One Love, Wisdom, Empowerment, and Revolution. It's brand new. It's shiny and ready and excited and powerful, and we want you to be a part of it. We want you to listen. You, we want us, you to connect with us. Um, and share uh, with others. Uh, we're a part of the Life Coach Radio Network, um, which are coaches and others just I- giving powerful thoughts and guiding guiding ideas on various topics. And the Life Coach Chat Channel, which finds a couple of coaches or three talking again about power, uh, powerful ideas to change lives uh, individually and collectively. So listen to and look up on Blog Talk Radio, any of those networks. Um, and we're just we're just so glad you were here with us today. Um, happy inauguration of the Network Day and mm-hmm. um, the first day of um, perhaps some new perspectives on our lives. Certainly for me. Feel I feel really, really empowered by what I've heard today, and again, blessed to have shared it with you all. Um, and Russ Terry, our CEO, and Trina Ramsey, our COO, who got this going. Thank you to you, and um, we look forward to seeing you 
Monday uh, with Gina and I, um, and we've got more programming um, coming up after that um, to keep you empowered. So thanks, everybody, for joining us, and we will see you next time.